Welcome to World of Freedom episode number seven, where I got my man Mark Sands here. Mark, what's up? Yo, 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 what's good, man? How you been? Man, I'm good. How about you? Ain't doing well, man. Long time no see, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, we definitely got to get a people a backstory on, on how we met and everything like that. But yeah, Mark, um, just to start off today, you know, tell everybody about, you know, first who you are, um, where you from, and yeah, just give them a little backstory. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, my name is Mark Sands. Uh, I am an entrepreneur in the making. I'm a father of six uh, beautiful boys. I have a wife, a dog. Um, just relocated back to North Carolina. I've traveled around for the last five years working with T-Mobile. Um, got an extensive retail management background, um, sales background. And, um, you know, I'm back here in the Carolinas trying to focus on entrepreneurship, trying to build this legacy for, my, for me, myself, my children. Um, and my future grandkids, you know, those who aren't here. Um, it's really what I'm up to these days and just trying to, you know, keep my head down, man, stay stay, uh, stay humble, stay positive, you know, and, and get out here and get this bread, bro. 100, 100, 100. Yeah, definitely. Mark definitely has a lot of uh, experience working in sales. Um, I actually met Mark, um, and it was one of my first at, probably like my second job when I came to Raleigh. Um, this was back in 2018. Um, this was at T-Mobile. So um, the time that I met Mark, um, I was at another uh, sales job that was just going very slow for me at the time. A lot of changeover with management and ownership and things like that. Um, and then I applied. I was just applying to a lot of different jobs and I applied to uh, T-Mobile and um, Mark ended up giving me an interview and everything like that. And I ended up getting a job at T-Mobile. So shout out to Mark um, for giving me a job in like the toughest time of my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah. Know, we, we spoke about this before, man. And, and you know, um, my reasoning for, for giving you the shot, you know, um, is just trying to look out and, and help, you know, help our brothers out for real, for real. I mean, at that time, I had no idea what you were going through, but I know for me, um, what it was for me was just trying to help, you know, our brothers out. What I mean by that is, you know, help helping black people out, you know, minority, yeah. I guess you could say. And, yeah. Uh, you know, giving them a shot and, you know, hey, it, it worked out. 100, 100%, 100%. Like, I remember I showed up to the interview in a suit <laughs> and Mark. <laughs> He was actually joking on me, man. I showed up in a suit. That's how, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, usually I probably wouldn't show up, I guess, maybe to that type of interview um, with a suit on, I guess you can say. But, I mean, I was just in a situation. I was like, man, I need this damn job, man. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I'm like, we, we, we joked about it, but after was, stuff, we were like, man. No one's ever done that before. We're going to give him a shot. We're going to give him a shot, man. Nah, I, I ain't seen no other brother show up in no suit like that. <laughs> My man was suited and booted. <laughs> For real, man. For real, man. Yeah, but you know what's so crazy about the job, though? We had a lot of fun, though. It was actually a laid-back job, you know? Like, it was... It was... <laughs> 
Still, still is, man. I've been doing it uh, five years. I'll be honest with everybody. It's the, the first job that I've kept for this long. Um, I have worked for um, a couple different uh, third-party retailers. However, I've been in the same capacity um, for the for the last five years doing T-Mobile, man. I can't say that um, you know I'm going to stop anytime soon. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great benefits, especially like if you work there and you got the phones, man. My phone bill was like, hey, I'm trying to think how low I got my phone bill at one time. A seven seventeen might be a stretch. I don't know. I don't know, but it was cheap. I think it was like twenty bucks or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. It was a. Uh, I remember when we when we sold you that S eight, man. You. You was terrified to get out of that. I think he was paying like 20 bucks or something back then. Yeah, man. man. I wasn't trying to get in no more debt, man. I was just like, shit, I'm just trying to pay my rent right right now. And you know, you, Mark, you like a a salesman, man. You aggressive salesman, man. You was like, man, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? It it comes... uh comes with, I guess, years of, of doing it, man. I've been doing it since 2003, man. I've been in sales and I've been in sales management since 2003. So that's really all I know, man. Uh, yeah. From shoe sales to car sales to cell phone sales. Um, I think at one point, man, I tried selling, I tried selling insurance. Like I've, I've done, I've done a lot, man. Yeah. Um, in the last damn now 20 years now of, of working man it's, it's been all sales jobs man. wow man so um you know since starting in sales um 20 years ago was it something you initially saw yourself continuing to stay in for this long uh to be honest with you um yes and no all right um when i first got my first real commission check um, I never forget this. I was I was working for um, Journeys at the time. Started out part time. It was actually not even Journeys. It's called Underground Station. But a lot of people don't know Underground Station. Uh, they know Journeys. It's the same company, just different names. Okay. Um, but I started out there as a part time sales rep, man, selling some shoes. Right. Um, I had always wanted to uh, work at Foot Locker, but in order to get into Foot Locker, Foot Locker and T-Mobile were kind of the same, you know, it's like, you got to know somebody to get in there, right? Um, you can apply a thousand times, you'll never get in. Long story short, I applied to this place. It was a new store. They hired me on the spot. I ain't know nothing about none of that, but I was just eager to sell shoes. Um, so I got in there, man, my first week, I, I smoked them, man. I sold socks. Um, back then you had socks that they was pushing. They was pushing, uh, you know, the spray, the spray, spray, suede cleaner and all that stuff for your shoes. Yeah. I, I was selling all that stuff, man. And um, at the end of the week, I never, I never forget. My manager came to me and, and offered me the assistant manager position, man. And uh, I got my commission check and it was, it was like $1,200, man. And we got paid weekly. So I got $1,200 that week, man. And I, and I was like, my hourly was like seven fifty an hour. It wasn't nothing. Yeah, know, probably twenty hours a week. I think was that like two hundred bucks, if that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I and, I, and the rest was just commission. I was like, damn, <laughs> man, I, you know, I could, 
I could live off this forever. I do this, you know, at 19, 20 years old and making $1,200 a week, man. I could pay my rent and go do whatever I want. I was like, man, I might be on to something here, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. kind of how I got addicted, bro. Yeah. So so how long did you stay in the, the shoe sales business before you transitioned to another sales business? I was in, I was a, I was a shoe store manager, man, for about a year and a half. Um, before, um, I, I don't know if I should go down this road or not, but I'm gonna go down this road. Um, you know, I'm just gonna keep it a buck with you. Um, but, um, I was also selling, you know, some illicit items at that time mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I was doing really good with that too. Um, it was like a thousand dollars a day. Um, so it was kind of going all at the same time. I got a, a legit job where I'm doing $1,200 a week and I got something else going on where I'm doing $1,000 a day. I stuck it out for about like a year and a half, like I said, and then it kind of got to the point where I started looking at the job, like, why am I going to continue to do this mm-hmm. when I got this going? So I took a little bit of a break um, from uh, being a store manager and just chill for a little while. And um, don't know how it happened. I think I was just looking at the newspaper or something like that, man. And I saw uh, I saw an ad for a car salesman. Mm-hmm. I was like, I did pretty good selling shoes, man. I wonder what this is going to be if I, you know, let, let me try to go sell some cars and see what that joint hitting on, right? Right. Man. First commission check out of that joint was like $10,000, man, my first month. Really? 10 grand all commission commission so you 10, know what it's like to get a ten thousand dollar check so i'm like you know i'm i think i was 21 yeah i might have been 21 or 22 um at that time no kids um just going in there open you know working open the clothes right um learning the business learning the sales structure and, and you know the process and all of that man I, I was able to have like great mentors at that time too um, both, you know, salespeople and sales managers, you know, just showing me the ropes and man, never forget it. I took it and ran with it, man. It made 10 grand that month, man. That was all she wrote. It was that, it was really at that point that I knew sales was for me. Um, simply because I, I like it so much because like you can write your own paycheck. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think me and you had that conversation quite a yeah. few times about, yeah. look, you know, let's figure out what it is you want to accomplish. And sales will get like will get you that. All you have to do is just practice. You'll get good enough to where you can literally write your own paycheck. You know, yeah. You hit ten thousand dollars a month a couple months in a row, man. You ain't gonna want to. You're not gonna want to do nothing else. It's gonna be nah. hard to make nine dollars an hour or ten dollars an hour or you know whatever it may be. It's, it's gonna be hard for you to do that. So yeah, I mean that's that was a defining moment for me, man. I never looked back. Yeah, yeah, you right. You know, I can definitely, you know, say that, you know, just, um, you know, being in the real estate business at this time, like, you know, once you make a certain amount of money, it's like, dang, man, like, you see that it's possible. Right. So if it's possible, it's like, why would I go back to just an hourly rate? It makes no sense, you know. And for so many people, like, I can say that I was one of these people, like, you go to school, you know what I mean? You go to college and things like that. Um, and I mean, for some people, if that's what you want, that's great. You can find a career where you make, 
X amount a year, you know what I mean? But I feel like, you know, when you have that opportunity to, you know, make commission or, you know what I mean? Some type of bonus is actually greater because, you know, your income is uncapped. Yeah, man. It's, it's a, it's a game changer, you know? And, uh, it's funny you mentioned it, man, doing the real estate and all that, man, all that stuff goes hand in hand, you know, once you see it, it's like, yeah, why, why go back? You know, why, why? Yeah. Um, and you can apply it to anything, you know? Anything. Yeah. <laughs> really, you know? Yeah. So yeah. like, so like, for example, we was talking, um, you know, before we started the podcast and we was comparing the real estate business to the car sales business. And I was telling you also how I got a mentor in real estate and he actually came from the car sales business. And when he explained the similarities between both, it was like a light bulb went off on my head. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, think about, you know, retail cars for sold, right? That are being sold or uh, a used car that is being sold, right? Think of it in the real estate terms, right? You got a new a new house being sold. That's retail, right? Or you got a used house being um, sold. That's wholesale, right? So it's the same type of concept, right? And once you, you know, you're able to uh, get control of it or whatnot, it's just like going to a used car dealership or a new car dealership, right? they can finance it out right you can finance that house out right even back to the the phones at t-mobile right what were we doing most people would pay a down payment and then we would finance the phone out to them yeah you know it's easy peasy lemon squeezy man <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 it's like that that light bulb um you know just goes off in your head and everything like that so yeah so um you know after you had uh, got started in the, the car business. Okay. You got your first $10,000 check. Um, so after that, how did you continue to do, how, how was your progression in the car business? Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I stayed kind of stagnant for a little while. Um, simply because I, I didn't have a why at that point in time in my life. Um, just 21 years old, you know, I did, did the money. I guess that's that's a why, you know, in itself. But again, while I was selling cars, I was still doing my my other thing, you know. And yeah. that always had that always gave me more money than anything that I've ever really done for real, for real at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't I didn't really have a why um, to kind of push myself to a different level within the car business, you know, within the organization. I wish I would have not been as stubborn and listen to my mentors um, because I probably will be in a different space right now. Um, I, I might still be doing cars. Who knows? I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I, I did okay. I stayed kind of stagnant for a little while. You know, I was, I was a $5,000, $6,000 a month commission guy, mm -hmm. you know, um, some months I would, I would hit the 10,000 again, but it, it wasn't consistent. Um, definitely. Um, I guess made money, but I didn't make as much as I could have or should. Yeah, have. Um, yeah. Because of where I was at mentally at that time in my life, I was just young, you know, living life. <laughs> I understand. I understand. So, like, you know, just to touch a little bit on that other subject, what was your transition from being involved to that to, I guess, uh, getting away from that? Like, what was that? 
transitioning part because you was you know making so much money a day just doing that so how did you kind of transition out of that then i got arrested and it was at that point that i realized um i ain't about that life <laughs> <laughs> i just i just had my my oldest son um and he was a uh, he three months old maybe four months old um and I never forget, I left out that night when I wasn't supposed to. Um, everything told me to stay in the house, but I left out anyways, and I got arrested. And I felt dumb for 24 hours as I sit in the jail cell, just replaying the whole night and just everything in general. It was just like, dude, you know, I, I grew up in the suburbs, you know, um, Got a mother and father. I didn't come from a, a split, a broken home, you know, a big ass house out in the middle of the suburbs, you know, got everything I wanted as a kid. And here I am, 24 years old, pretending to be somebody that I'm not, you know, my, my parents are going to be pissed at me if they find out about this, right? Yeah. And um, I'm, like I said, I'm not an idiot. So it was at that point in time I said, hey, look, there's only two ways out of this thing. You're either going to get arrested and spend the rest of your life in jail. Or you're gonna get shot and killed and which one you know which like i don't want either one of them you know i don't want my son to grow up and not have his dad around because i didn't grow up that way so yeah. um, at that moment uh, as soon as i got home i sold all my drugs and i never looked back <laughs> <laughs> so you so you only did 24 hours basically in there uh 24 hours and i spent a lot of money on on a lawyer to get me out um because i was 24 and it was my first offense um that they knew about <laughs> um i was able to get off you know um only because it was my first offense you know had i been a, a repeat offender or something like that I, i'd be I probably still be in jail now. Wow! And what year was that? That was in two thousand six. Two thousand six. Uh, no, yeah, two thousand six. Yeah. Okay. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Born in I was born in June of '06. I got arrested in about like October. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cold night. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. I understand. So, um, okay. So you know that happens you realize you're not about that life in your own words right so after you realize that um what, what was that? next did you just go right back to the car business or so i sat at home for a little while um it actually kind of put me into a, a depressed state and it's crazy man i've never really told anybody about this so like you're the first person to find out about this um i felt like i was superman at that time, because I, I did any and everything I wanted to, you know, uh, to, to have the amount of money that I had at that young age and the amount of materialistic shit I had at that young age, you know, it makes you feel invincible. So when it all went down and my, my psyche kind of changed, you know, and I was like, well, damn, I ain't invincible no more. Um, it put me into a depressed state, dude, and I didn't work for a while. I sat in the house and, and did absolutely nothing. I was scared to leave the house because there were several things that happened at that time. You know, some people tried to break in my house. I had to move a couple of times. There was a lot of stuff that was going on at that time that transpired to me to, you know, for me to make, make that decision that I do not, I'm not about this life. I don't want to do it no more. Yeah. So I ended up just sitting in the house, man, for, for a while. Um, 
And then I also had some some domestic stuff that ended up happening in, in about 2009 is when uh, the mother of my older children left um, because, you know, the, the ride wasn't fun anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know I mean, uh, daddy ain't selling drugs no more. Ain't all this money coming in. We ain't doing all this stuff no more. So, you know, she she left me and uh, left the kids with me. And I, I was a single dad for about seven years, man, until I met my current wife. And you know, a lot, lot went on during that time period. Um, I think I went back to selling cars in like 2013. Mm -hmm. So from 2006 to like 2013, I had like bullshit jobs. Like I remember mm -hmm. Panera Bread, bro. Yeah. Um, Toys R Us, um, what, PetSmart. I did PetSmart, Toys R Us. Um, what was the other one? Uh, what did I say? Panera Bread. Mm -hmm. um, I even did UPS for a while. Packing Word, I did UPS. I did a UPS <laughs> store. Yeah, yeah. packing the truck. I, I packed the truck. Um, so I, I did nothing for a little while, man. Um, just trying to get out of all of that mental stuff that I was going through. And, you know, 2013, I decided, hey, man, enough's enough. And I went back to selling cars. And I sold cars from 2013 until the time I met you. Um, yeah. Yeah, only reason I got out of it was because when I moved here, they said, you ain't gonna make that type of money down here, uh, city boy. <laughs> oh, word. <laughs> yeah, like, That's you know, what they say. Yeah, you, you talk too fast for us, man. I don't know if we, I don't know if we, we down for that. Um, so they didn't give me a shot. And uh, I ended up uh, mattress firm. I did mattress firm for a month, bro. Yeah. Right there on Capitol Boulevard. Yeah, uh, I remember you mentioning that too. I hated that shit. Um, so I sat there for for 30 days, I applied for jobs. I always wanted to work for T-Mobile. So I applied for T-Mobile. And uh, I don't know if you remember, but Brian, the, the district manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> Brian, he called me, he's like, hey, Mark, uh, I'm here to speak to Mark, you got a time. I interviewed with him and he hired me on the spot. And uh, Wow. Yeah, that's all she wrote, man. That was all she wrote. And you start getting to them T-Mobile checks, right? Yeah, the T-Mobile bag is is serious, bro. Man, you know, we talking about uh, car business money, but selling cell phones. And, um, you know, imagine doing that for five years, dude. Car business money, cell phone sales. You know, you don't have to run around on the lot. Customers constantly coming in the door, you know. Yeah, man, it's it's amazing. It's great. So explain it like, you know, because, you know, you, you know, where you was our manager um, at T-Mobile. So basically, like, explain that in terms of being on the manager side of things like, OK, of course, we'll get a sale and we'll get a commission. But how is it set up for you guys in terms of when we get sales? It's just all volume based. Um, so. You at the beginning of every month, you get a goal. Let's say, for instance, let's just break it down. Like, okay, you got to do a hundred voice activations. You got to do twenty beyond the smartphone, which is you know your watches and things, you know tablets and sync up and drives, those type of things, right? And then you have to do, say, for instance, fifteen prepaid and twenty thousand dollars in accessories, right? They give it to you at the beginning of the month and you just chip away at it on a daily basis. 
if you hit the goal, you get 100%, right, which is one time. But if you exceed it, then you get, you know, you get a, you get a difference, okay? So the goal is to always exceed it because you get a little bit more than just the one time. So say, for instance, like a, like it's like a, a 2.5. If you go over, it's 2.5 versus one. You know what I mean? It's like different tier levels. 2.5 thousand dollars, if you mean 2,500. Uh, I, I can't really explain it uh, to where you would understand it. Well, really, where where anybody would understand it because it's more it's more volume based. I would kind of have to show you in writing versus telling you. Uh, because you just you just wouldn't understand it. Uh, nobody understands it. Uh, most managers wouldn't understand it. So um, so be honest. Like on a good month, what would be the commission of of or what would you say your commission would be as a manager at T-Mobile? Uh, so for third party, um, I was on the high end of of the pay pay uh, pay structure. Um, I would make like right around three thousand four thousand dollars a month off of y'all. Just commission. This commission on top of the base yeah on top of my base mm -hmm. yeah that ain't bad that ain't <laughs> bad at all man that's that's, that's third party okay mm -hmm. uh, now remember let's let's transition i did third party for five years i've only been with um corporate now as a as a regular sales rep for um going on four months i made $6,300, I think, or $7,300 in the month of January. Mm -hmm. um, at this current job that you have now, basically. Yes, as a mobile expert, which that's what you was, right? Mm -hmm. As a mobile expert, I made $7,300 in, in December um, on my December commission check. So explain the difference between that, that whole third party and, and corporate type system right there. So third party is always going to be volume based, all right? Meaning they want you to sell more and they're going to pay you a fraction of it, okay? And the fraction isn't even half, all right? Um, it's pennies on the dollar, really. It's, it's, it's really messed up how they, how they do third party, okay? They expect you to sell a whole lot of stuff and then they pay you a little bit of money, mm -hmm. right? Whereas though with um, corporate, you get a you get a percentage of everything that you sell, and it's fifty percent. So, um, you know, you sell a line that costs eighty five dollars. Um, you get well ninety dollars um, because they pay you out, they pay you out at the full cost, not the discounted cost. So the line costs ninety, they pay you forty five, right? So customer comes in off the street and says, "Hey, yeah, I'm ready to sign up. That's forty five dollars right there for one line. Yeah, two lines, then that's ninety. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If they do three, four, you, you know, go on, so on and so forth, right? So it's 50% and they give it to you from day one. So there isn't a, a tier level that you have to hit. Third party, they make you go through different tier levels. Say one, you got to do one to 25 to make 2%, right? And then from 25 to, to 30 or, or 35, Oh, we're gonna give you three percent on that, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. to get you up to like five percent, right? Now, theirs is based off of uh revenue, which is volume, right? Um, so each one of those lines is generating revenue. But for instance, okay, so they're paying me, let's do it like this. Say the plan is um 90 bucks, they give you one percent of that. What's that? Nine dollars, right? Mm -hmm. Um that's nothing compared to the 45, right? Yeah. 
And say, for instance, you got 20 of those at, at what? At, uh, let's do the math. I'm sorry. Yeah, you good. Yeah, 90, 90, 90 times 25 equals two, 2250 times 1%. They're going to give you $22.50 for selling 25 items. Yeah. Right? Make yeah. It make, make it make sense. Whereas though on the corporate side, I'm going to get 90 times 25 subtract uh, the, the uh, 2250 divided by two. I'm going to make $1,125 just off the 25 miles. Mm-hmm. Big difference. Right. Yeah. 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 So the month of uh, month of December, I sold 112 lines by myself, 122 activations by myself, and and seventy three hundred dollars, bro. Um, wow. So, and we talking. I work twenty hours a week. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I get full benefits. You know what I mean? Um, does kind of suck that I have to work five days instead of, you know, we talked about this, like the, the wanting to work three days so I can focus on my, my businesses and things like that. Um, but, you know, the reward is definitely greater on the uh, on the corporate side than it is third party. And uh, I don't think I would ever do that again. That's what's up, man. And you said it's harder to get on with the third party. I mean, excuse me, the corporate. It's hard to get into T-Mobile, period, unless you really know somebody. And I don't understand why, um, but I guess I kind of do understand why. You know what I mean? It's hard to get a job, period, if you don't know nobody. You know? Yeah. What they say. Uh, it's um, not what you know, but it's who you know. It's who you know, exactly. Yeah, and that's true, man. Based off of who you know can get you a lot, can open up a lot of doors, man. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And then one thing I realized, too, just on the entrepreneurial side of things is like, you really do got to pay for your information, man. (laughs) Like, man. Hey, but guess what? It holds way more weight and more value by you spending your own dollars on it versus getting it for free. And uh, I I just sat on a Zoom call last night. It was free. However, it linked me in to a link that I got to pay for. Actually, it wasn't free. It's a subscription. Like, I guess it's a mentorship. I paid for it and I'm paying for it on a monthly basis. Uh-huh. And I was thinking like, damn, the information that I got last night and in and, and theory costs like, it had to have been like $20,000 worth of information I got last night in an hour, in an hour and a half. And I'm like, crazy. Oh, like, like, damn. Um, and that's just a webinar. That's what that sounds like. It's just a yeah, webinar. <laughs> I, know, I didn't even get to like, well, I'm, I'm going to plug in, but it, it made me realize that you got to pay your way to sit at the table. You know, you also have to create your own table too. And we right. talked about this, like getting around like-minded people, you know, so that you can one, share resources, you know, yeah. it's, it's a lot better if we say, hey, look, bro, that mentorship costs 5,000. I'm going to put up 2,500, you put up 2,500. We gonna yep. share the yep. <laughs> you know cut, cut the cost, cut the cost right there. You know, we get maximum, you know, we get maximum use out of it because your brain thinks different than my brain. You know what I mean? And you know, if you put the resources together, dude, build your own table, start paying for your information, man. Sky's the limit, dude. And um, you know, it kind of all comes back around too. We talked about this before um, that it sales is is ultimately involved in all of this, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yep. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. So, so yeah so 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 dive into that a little bit explain like the different types of sales you know what i mean from 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 your your history so you you probably could talk about a little bit better than me i can chime in on it because i don't know the technical terms remember we talked before like you taught me something uh i think the first time we talked since i've been back you taught you you told you called it something but I don't know it like that. So for me, my process is the same no matter where I go, no matter what I sell, my process is gonna always be the same. Um, I've been doing it for so long that it works for whatever it is I sell. Um, Now I don't know the name of it, but I just know that the meet and greet is the most important, like that's the critical part of, of sales. And you either get to sell or you don't, and it's all based off of the meet and greet. That's it's basically like, like, I believe they said, like the first 10 seconds of the conversation. I was going to give 30. 30. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'll give you 30 seconds, okay? Because the first 10 can be kind of awkward, um, especially nowadays with masks and, you know, people all weirded out. They don't want to get next to you. And so you might say something, and then within that 10 seconds, you're probably going to get a huh, what'd you say? Right. Yeah. So, now I say 30 seconds, you know, um, to kind of break the ice. And then you go into your into your fact finding and, you know, your your services and things like that, how we can help them out. Um, but yeah, it's just pretty simple, man. I think I'm down to like a five step process. Um, when I first learned, it was like 10 steps, uh, 10 steps to the cell. And I tried to go through every single step, but I realized along the way is that you don't really have to do all of that. Um, you really just have to listen more than you talk. And the customer yeah. exactly what you need or, or what they're looking for. And if you're good at your job, you listen to it and you give them what they ask for and nothing more. Uh, the people who mess up are the people who talk too much and give up too much information. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do that, you know. Um, I was always taught to give me one second. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, you good. I'm gonna mute my mic right quick. My fault. It's my wife. Hey, when the wife calls, you got to answer, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. Most definitely. I understand that, man. I understand that. So, um, yeah, you know, you could you could easily talk your way out of a sale. And, um, you know, it was always my job, I guess, and it still is my job, is to recover from those things or help people recover from talking themselves out of things, you know. And yeah. I'll help them, you know, seal the deal. Yeah. It's a little yeah. process, you know, meet, greet, qualify, you know, um, give them the information they need, follow up with it, and then ask for the clothes, man. It's pretty simple. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely, man. And I'll say this too, man. Like, you know, back when I was working at T-Mobile with you and everything like that, I really didn't understand the the real importance of sales until I was like, man, I really want to, you know, start my own business and do my own thing. You know what I mean? But it's like, 
as you go along the process, it's like it starts to to come back to you in terms of, hey, this is a, a system, right? Sales is basically a system from, like you said, the initial conversation mm-hmm. to closing the deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if you can get that system down to a science, it might not be perfect. You know, it's not going to be perfect for whoever's listening, right? Like, it's not going to be necessarily a smooth transaction, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Huh? (laughs) We hope. We hope. We hope so. Yeah, yeah. But as long as you can can get from point A to point Z, then, you know, that's all that, that matters, you know? I can't, I told you I came across some some stuff, man, the other day cleaning out my office, right? And one of the things I wrote down um, is I don't know if you heard the acronym uh, LACE, right? Have you heard about LACE? No, I never heard that. All right, yeah, this is the process. And you know, I learned this a long time ago and, and, and it just sticks with me, man. But it's listen, ask questions, confirm, and then educate right? Yeah. You do those things, you're guaranteed to get to sell every single time. The only way you won't get to sell is if the customer genuinely is not a buyer, you know, and that happens a lot too. You know, some people come out and they want to shop, right? Um, Yeah. As long as you listen, you ask questions, you confirm and you educate, right? You might not get it right then and there, but that feedback bus might come back in that situation. Um, as long as you follow that, that simple, that simple platform, that simple program, that simple process, whatever you want to call it. Um, because for real, for real, man, uh, I said this to you a long time ago. Um, I think when we first was working together is that the customers come in. Yeah. That was one of your biggest fears. You was like, man, I don't know cell phones like that. What if they ask me, you know, yeah. what if how much, how much is the gigabyte, you know, what a gigaram, whatever. Yeah, right? I wasn't a tech geek, as they would say. <laughs> hey, look, I'm not even. I still ain't. I've been doing it for five years. You know the things I know the most? What's the that? battery life. Is the camera good? And, and is it fast, right? Is it going to connect to the internet fast? The three questions that most people care the most about, basically. You don't even ask. That's the thing. So I was just getting ready to tell you is that, um, and I told you this a long time ago, the consumer knows more about the product than you do. The consumer comes, uh, the consumer comes to buy a, a person. They don't come to buy the product. People buy people, okay? Yeah. Right? Um, you wake up in the morning, you say, I'm getting a new phone today, all right? The determining factor is the person who sells it to you. And when you meet them, if they say some dumb shit to you, excuse my language, if they say something dumb to you, as soon as you walk through the door, you're gonna listen to what they gotta say, and then you're gonna come up with a reason why you gotta go, all right? Yeah, Yeah, thanks for all your information. Do you got a business card? Yeah, okay, Uh, what days you work? All right, well, I'll make sure I'll come back and see you. Right. And then they yeah. Don't yeah. The next time they come back, they're coming back to, to service the phone that they bought from somebody else. And the reason being is because you did something, you did something along the way to make them feel uncomfortable. And nine times out of 10, where most salespeople struggle is by not telling the truth. They lie about the product and the customer and the consumer knows more about the product than you do. Trust and believe. So mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, 
You do not have to stress about learning the product. If you listen to your customer and you ask the right questions, they're going to tell you about the product. You know, and they're going to tell you what they want to know about the product. And you just got to give it to them. As long as you give it to them, right, educate them, then boom, you can ask for the sale. And then when you ask for the sale, if they don't buy right then and there, nine times out of 10, it's because they don't got no money. They either don't have no money or they, they was just coming in the shop, you know, just to see just, just to see how much it's possibly going to cost. You'll come up with uh, what they call the true objection. And the true objection nine times out of 10 is that they don't have the money. You're right. You're mm-hmm. right. And then also, it's so crazy, man, because when we work together, that brings me back to a uh, situation, man. I'll never forget this. It was funny. But you also have to be sensitive to the customer. <laughs> so, like, for example, um, <laughs> you know. Don't know where left, bro. Ain't going nowhere left. But, like, I'll just, I'll just put it in simplest terms, right? Um, let's just say, like you said, if the customer really doesn't have the money, right? Like, you don't want to come straight out and be like, okay, you must ain't got the money or you don't want to say nothing like that, right? It's like you said, you want to listen more than you talk. You don't want to over talk, right? So you have to be sensitive to their need and be like, okay, I can tell they probably don't really have the money. So what can I do to possibly help them in this situation without offending them? You know, because I've witnessed, you know, working with you in the past, there has been customers that have gotten offended and have, stormed out the store have threatened to call corporate <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, a, I'm a little aggressive yes uh, i don't think it was for i don't think it was for offending them for not having no money though no it um, wasn't for that but just <laughs> in terms of being sensitive to the customer you know what i mean <laughs> um, there there's some situations where that happens um over the years i have toned down since then um i was real aggressive back then and um a lot of that had to do with my why um i was the only breadwinner in the house um i had just had a baby at that time just got married at that time um just got introduced to some money and was like i'm gonna go in this joint you know i was working over the clothes bro i didn't have to do that i was working over the clothes like six days a week man and it was so that I could I could get some bread, man. You yeah. know, uh, so the people around me could get some bread, man. You know, me and Manny was eating good, bro. Yeah. I'm I'm just mad. I'm just mad that like I couldn't I couldn't at that time I couldn't impact more people. You know, yeah. I think it was just based off of where I was at mentally at that time in my life. Did, did, let me ask you this: How do you feel like you could have impacted more people? Uh, just being calm, cool. Um, probably listened a little bit more than what I did at that time um, and took the feedback from my team, had more meetings with my teams where they gave more feedback instead of me giving feedback. Um, I actually think at that time we weren't really doing meetings like that either. Um, uh, A lot has changed uh, with my management style. When I was in Arizona, man, I was having a meeting every week. Um, and we would do uh, quick connects on a daily basis. So I was getting feedback from my team and I was giving my team feedback every single day. And we would meet as a team once a week um, to discuss the weak link, you know, who was the weakest link and what we could do as a team to 
get that person to where they wanted to be. We set goals for each other every single month and was like, hey, look, what you're trying to accomplish, whether it was a bill. Um, I had a guy that loved Yeezys, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was his thing. I want to buy a pair of Yeezys every month. This little, little kid that, you know, came under my wing. He was like the Manny of, of Arizona. Came under my wing and was like, damn, you know, I introduced him to some real money. You know, he was like, oh, I could, I could do this. I could do that. Um, dude ended up buying, getting his own apartment, moved out of his parents' house, got his own apartment, got his own car, and he just started buying Yeezys like like it was nothing. He was 21 years old. He ain't had no responsibilities, man. Um, but yeah, man, we just used to have meetings and things like that every week. And you know, I was just a different person at that time. When when I met you, man, I had, you know, I was coming off of being homeless. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I think I told you that. Um, yeah. I didn't. I didn't have shit. So if you was in my way, you know, trying to slow up my money or, or affect my money, I really wasn't messing with you at that time. Um, yeah. I didn't really want those type of people around me. And I was just too aggressive back then, but I've, I've since toned down. <laughs> yeah, I got you, man. That's understandable, man. I mean, I feel like anybody, like honestly, anybody, you know, in that type of situation. Like I said, I wasn't in the best situation um, when we met too, you know, and I started working there, but I feel like that's very understandable. Like you, you just, you ain't about the BS. You just trying to get, get to it. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that, was a, that was a defining moment in my life, man, was when I made the leap of faith to move from Maryland to Raleigh with nothing. I didn't know nobody down here. I came down here with, uh, remember them gray jeans I used to wear? Yeah. Gray jeans. Um, what shoes did I have back then? The gray Jordans. I had the gray Jordans, the gray uh, jeans. And I, I never forget, I bought um, two pairs of black polos from, um, from Target. And I came down here with just that and um, some underwear and some socks. I lost all, I lost everything that belonged to me, dude. Um, got evicted and all my shit got, you know, tossed out. And I had to start over, dude. And, and it was at that point in my life, man, when I got that, when I got that first check and was like, shit. And what was crazy is, is I didn't even know the pay plan at that time. That was just from pure hustle, you know. Hey, look, I'm gonna go in here. I'm gonna sell these phones like they cars, you know. Um, I know the process. I know how to, you know, talk to people uh, and and win them over. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm gonna get I'm gonna get these sales. And like I said, I was getting it um, without even knowing the pay plan. When they sat me down, when Marcelo sat me down and explained to me how I really get paid, those percentages, and remember I was telling you about the percentages and the volume points and all that type of stuff. Yeah. I was killing them. I was maxing out every single month, maxing them out. Cause you knew the formula. That's what it was. You knew the formula, man. As soon as you figure out the formula, it's a done deal, dude. And, I, and I've literally been doing that for the last five years. I know the formula for T-Mobile and I've been caking it for five years, dude. Yeah, that's what's up. So, (laughs) so, you know, you talked about your experience in sales, you know, coming from the car business, Mm -hmm. um, you know, even some some past dealings and things like that. And then T-Mobile. So, I mean, where you are, where are you now in terms of taking all that experience, right? 
and going forward like for example i know you're you're starting to get into credit repair now so like explain to the people how you're taking all that experience and using it going forward uh so you know i'm, I'm glad we talk about it now you know um sales is involved in everything that we do you know um and it's not even sales okay that's another thing i wanted to kind of just correct sales is an act of like you know, you, you got to sell something, right? Um, I feel like it's really just about effectively communicating, communication skills, right? As long as you can effectively communicate, you can sell anything, right? So we transition, right? Now you ask the question, what am I doing now? Um, it's, it's credit, right? Um, dealing with all of these people over the years and seeing that most people don't qualify for the best, 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 you know, they don't have the best qualifications, you know, and I was one of those people for like a long time, um, just because of the lack of knowledge um, and dealing with it over the, you know, I dealt with it in the car business. I'm dealing with it in T-Mobile. You got customers coming in and they want the Maserati, but they, mm -hmm. they can't, you know, they can't even afford to, to finance a pencil, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. uh, or a stick of gum, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's sad um, because a large majority of them are minorities, you know, and we have to stop that. Um, so I've, I've transitioned into, you know, credit credit repair while I'm, I'm starting to. And um, I was just talking to my wife about this last night, man. I think my mission in life really is to educate um, because I can teach anybody how to sell. And when I first met Manny, Manny talked so fast that customers would literally stand there. I, I would watch him. They would stand there and not understand a thing that he was saying. And he was given present. He's very smart. He's a very intelligent kid. He knew all of the products, but he was talking so fast and talking so much that every single customer would say what? Let me get your business card. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to think about it. And they would never come back. You know what they say, the B-back bus don't exist, right? But yeah. just thinking about it all, man, uh, what I'm transitioning into, man, is I'm going to start teaching people about financial literacy, man, and using the sales piece um, to, to kind of put together a system and process um, to educate people on how to, you know, take control of their finances, man, and take, you know, take and use that credit to, do what you're doing, you know, buy, buy and wholesale houses. If you don't want to do that, man, you can get into trucking, you can buy vending machines, you can, I mean, there's so many different ways to make a buck nowadays. You can, you can make t-shirts, you can make jewelry, you can make white, like you can do anything, right? And um, so many opportunities out here. Like me and you talked about, what was it like a week or two ago? It was like, I feel like we both dove into this around the same time, but YouTube University, man, like for so long for our people, minorities speaking, like we didn't necessarily have access to certain information. We didn't even know it was possible. Right. Mm -hmm. But then you get up there and you see somebody that look like you that's actually doing it. Then you'd be like, okay, well it is possible. Right now you still got to mentally get past a hurdle within your own self and be like, you know, I can do this, right? Mm -hmm. You've seen somebody that looked like you doing it. Now you got to mentally be like, talk to yourself like, okay, I can do this, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, once you figure out the formula, the formula to whatever it is you want to do, right? 
because everybody ain't meant to do the same thing. But it's like you mentioned, you got trucking, you got real estate, you got jewelry, you got so many different things out there. Once you figure out the formula, that sales uh, formula, then it's like, it don't matter what you do. You can make money doing anything, you know? Anything, man. And, you know, again, like I said, goes all, it all goes back to um, effectively communicating, I believe. You know, um, some of the best salespeople, man, can talk can talk good, man. You know, that's what it's about. And, yeah. um, you know, you really can achieve whatever it is you want. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, I guess that's that's where I'm going to transition into next, man, uh, is I've learned a lot of information about how to run a business um, from recruiting to managing to training. Um, to operations. I mean, while I was in Arizona, man, I was number one the entire time I was in Arizona um, in, in management for my company, right? Um, yeah. From an operationals aspect and a sales aspect. So I mastered operations while I was in Arizona because when in North Carolina, the company we worked for, they didn't care about operations. It was just all sell, 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 sell. So I didn't know anything about ops. Right. Yeah. Well, I moved to Arizona and they gave me, dude, I never forget it. My first day, they was like, we use Slack. You have to, you, yeah, you know what Slack is, right? Nah, workplace, like nah. a workplace chat. It's a workplace chat, but they use it to, uh, I like to call it micromanagement, but it really isn't. It's just managing your business, man. But they had us putting, you know, doing counts. They had us researching inventory like doing all these things that i had no idea how to do and my first week there i was like oh shit i'm not about to be the best no more like this like how like you know this is part of my pay one and it's part of like my grade like what am i going to do like i suck at this you know what i mean i could sell the shit out of anything but operations like yeah what do i do you know yeah. what i mean and, and um it's just like God has been blessing me, man, throughout my entire career, man, um, with solid mentors. And the lady that hired me, um, for whatever reason, man, had no problem showing me everything. And she showed me how to do it. And I'm the type of person where, like, you, you just show me once, maybe twice, and I got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And once I get it, yeah, I'm going to be the best at it, right? So. Yeah. Man, she showed it to me, bro. Boom. I learned the operations, man. So we talk about, you know, the transition piece, man. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now is that I'm taking everything that I've learned over the years and I'm going to apply it to my own personal thing. And I'm going to teach other people how to do it. Yeah, you know, most definitely. Start their own credit repair company. If you want to start your own credit repair company, you can come holler at me. You know, if you want to learn about business credit, come holler at me. I can help you out with all of that. And um, I'm going to teach the masses how to do it. I'm going to set up the systems, the processes, you know, I'm going to put the people in place to, to help me execute this, man. And we're going to go around and we're going to change, we're going to change the narrative, man. Oh also, yeah. Yeah. I'm also going to make it affordable for everybody too. You know, yeah. the information, as you know, we just talked about, man, some of the information is expensive, you know, and I see why they do that, but I also feel like the information should be available for everybody. Um, because you got some, you got some guy out there right now that that has the heart, I guess, um, but he doesn't have the money. You know what I mean? And I guess you could say 
well, he don't want it bad enough because he ain't out there hustling and grinding. But sometimes, man, they just, you know, you just stuck, right? And you feel like you can't get out of it, but, you know, you might be willing to invest that 400, 500 so that you can get unstuck, you know what I'm saying? Versus having to spend $5,000. Like, you, he might go and hustle and hustle and hustle and never get to that 5000 and then just stay stuck. And I yeah. feel like as, as um, you know, minorities and Blacks, we got to stop doing that to each other, man. We got to share the information and we got to make it readily available for everybody who wants it, you know, and do our due diligence and teach people how to do this stuff, man. Um, because, man, Black people are powerful, bro. We could be yeah. way more powerful if, if we come together as a team and, and, and make it happen, man. It's always right. been my motto. Always been my motto. You're right. You're right. And key word that you mentioned in that, um, want, right? You got to want it, right? So um, it's all about first fixing your mindset. Like, for example, me and you, we we mutually agree on this. Like, um, we, we, we just had a, a shift in the mindset, right? It's like when you said you didn't want to be around losers at T-Mobile, right? Now, you wasn't necessarily trying to insult anyone. You were just saying, people who didn't have the winning mentality, right? So it's like you said, what we can do is make the information accessible, more accessible and affordable. But at the same time, for those who are listening, you got to want it. You know what I mean? And that's key. Yeah, you you have to want it, man. And, you know, you got to you got to invest in yourself, too, man. You know, got to want it. You got to be able to change the mindset, um, you know. And surround yourself around, you know, like like I always like to say, winners, man. You know, in life, there's two people, winners and losers, man. Which one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. So, what do you feel like the next step is in terms of the the credit repair business? Like, where you are, where are you right now at this point um, with your business? Um, I am taking. I'm actively taking on clients. Um, the the hardest part I struggle with is the social media piece mm -hmm. um, since I'll probably say 2015, maybe 16, I've been a ghost on social media. You know, um, I don't, um, I don't share, share, I don't share myself with the public. Um, and that's where I'm at right now. So I'm working on content to share with the public. Um, I'm actively taking on clients. I do have ads that run, um, I got to get out there and promote it so people know who I am. Um, I do have products for sale. I got eBooks. Um, you know, I don't have any merch yet. We're, we're still working on on the branding as far as the merchandise goes, but I do have eBooks, e um, and I am actively taking on clients, and it's affordable for everybody, man. Um, I'm not here to break the bank. Um, I'm actually here to to show you how to go in and get the bank. You know, um, become your own bank. Right. That's another thing that's out there right now, becoming your own bank. Um, but it all centers around credit, man, and credit education. And I feel like everyone should have access to that. Um, I also do have a kid's book, too, that teaches, you know, the, the basics of, of credit to, to children. You know? Wow. Wow. Yeah. So you designed all that like. like... Uh, yeah, um, to a certain extent, uh, I had some help with it. Um, but yeah, um, it's, it's all designed and thought of by me. Uh, one of my biggest passions, um, that I discovered when I was a single dad is that there's not a lot of resources for men 
who go through, um, you know, these, these nasty breakups and end up, um, you know, getting custody of their kids. Um, and then there's also the same thing for women too, man, and minorities. We just don't have enough resources, man. And it's all, it's my ultimate passion to, to open up a, um, a community center, man, and to, to share these resources with, with the community, bro. And that's awesome because they're not going to care about us not having enough resources. So in order for us to get it, we have to care. We have to, you know, start within ourselves. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's that's where we at. Um, next step, man, is just to blow up and ride ride the train, man. I'm not here for the money. Um, it's not about the money, man. It's about the impact for me, and I can't wait to work with you know families and see them get their their first apartment or their first car or their first house or you know whatever it, whatever it may be, man. Um, I just can't wait to to be a part of that and um, you know help people achieve um financial literacy man because it's it's something that we struggle with that's you know, true ongoing struggle bro so that's I'm true genuinely excited and, and ready to, to to take that on and continue to uh to to provide uh to, to my community man to our community for real for real most definitely and we definitely got a link because um it's like you had mentioned like um in terms of what you're doing in terms of like you know the facebook ads and and everything like that that you're doing for your credit business and the social media and aspect and everything you mentioned i'm still trying to figure that out myself too you know what i mean like how to you know it's it's a whole science to all that you know what i mean that's what's so crazy man because like i know back in the day like when I had a consumer type mentality and I was on social media and stuff, right? You'll see the stuff, you'll see the advertisements, right? But then there's also a business side to it. So once you figure out those formulas, then you can set it up on autopilot. Then you can blow it up, man, and things like that. So I definitely got to link with you and pick your brain in regards to that, man, because that's mind blowing, like the Facebook ads and man that's crazy we've done it uh crazy thing is it it kind of all started back when i got with t-mobile um i don't know if you you notice or not man but i used to run ads for um the locations i was at look at them mind blown yeah i ain't know that yeah my label is the fixer upper right um so i'm so good at what i do that they put me in the worst stores and you know, the task is to, to build the staff, build the location, make it profitable, and then I get sent to another location. I've managed over 10 locations um, while I was a store manager, you know, in the last, that, that was the last four years. The last year I was a regional manager and I had nine, nine locations under me and about 100, about 100 employees. Um, so um, that was my thing, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. we go and one of the first things we do is we go set up um, an Instagram page and a, uh, and a, a Facebook page, and we would run ads um, to get people to come into the store. You and know, it so worked? It was efficient? Man, hell yeah. It's, it was a secret. You, man. Know, you, don't, you don't go around and tell everybody, hey, this is what I'm doing. But yeah, man, you, you see the traffic coming in. The traffic used to stay coming in. Wow. Right? And how much was y'all probably spending on them ads, man? What? five dollars ten dollars something like that to to get you know a couple hundred off of it that's nothing 
Yeah. Man. And, I, and I'm not even tapped into it like some of these other people. Some of these other people spend like $100,000 a month, man. And that's them. why they business is blown the freak up, bro. They're doing, they're doing, uh, those, those people are doing like a million dollars a month. You got some guys out here, uh, like your, your Neos and all of them, man, who are spending a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars on ad space, right, man. These guys are making like a million dollars a month. They have like a hundred thousand dollar days, dude. And, and you know, you know what they call it though? It's sleep coins. They get this money and they sleep, bro. It's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy. It's so, man. There's so many ways to, to do it too. And, you know, I've been doing it for a long time. I just haven't applied it to my own personal, um, my own personal affairs. And we're at the point now where um, yeah, we're we're done with corporate America, man, and we're we're ready to just we're we're ready to go live, man. Yo, Mark. Yo, we got a link, man, for real. Like I know you said that, man, but this conversation just like it solidifies some things in terms of man. Like it's like once you once you start to see the reality of how things operate, understanding the systems and processes, it's just like it's like an engine. You just feed it. <laughs> You just, it's like putting gas in your car, man. You just gas it up. You can go wherever you want to go. You know what I mean? That's, uh, and, and how the, you know, I think we said this too, man. It's just how the universe works. Right. Um, because I never thought in a million years that we would even cross, cross paths again. Yeah. And in, 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 in the capacity that we're in right now too, man, it's like, we got the, we got an opportunity to make a huge impact, bro. Yeah. You know, um, you do. I, you got information. I got information. Um, you have a circle of, of people that got information. I got a circle of people that got information. And we know. cross promote basically. Bruh. Hey, you get you get somebody for credit repair and you'd be like, hey, y'all interested in investing in real estate? Send them to Man. me. I get somebody who interested in Man. investing and that, but they need to work Man. on their credit. Send them to you. You know what Man. I'm saying? Look, and there's there's so much more to it, too, man. Like it's. We talked about it. I guess at this time, you know, we uh, we say this all the time. Neo says it all the time too. Is that um, success loves speed, right? So um, I used to say this in sales too. I still do. You know, speed to market. Whenever new 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 items and things come out, or you have a, a eureka moment, you got to act on it. You know, yeah. Um, time is is not granted to everybody on every single day. So um what's what's your excuse to not do it so let's get out here and get after it bro it's time to have a meeting and sit down and build our own table like we talked about bro. oh yeah man <laughs> most definitely you know what's so crazy man like for example <clears throat> you know i've been doing the real estate thing for a couple of years now so i got a mentor and he just mentioned to me he was like um you know even though i'm not you know i guess I'm not where he is, of course, you know, that's years of expertise that he has over me. But basically he was like, you know, why don't you just start with the basics, like teaching people the basics and things like that. You know what I mean? But there was something in me, that question, I'm like, okay, am I ready? You know what I mean? Like to start, you know, doing the courses and, and things like that, you know, but I think sometimes we just overthink, we overthink things. You know what I mean? Like, like as we're sitting here talking right now, like there's no, there's no reason we shouldn't be out here just smoking it, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's, <laughs> man, that's, there's no reason, man. Like, it's, it, man. it's, it's, uh, you know, success, little speed, bro. Um, 
we're going to hop off this call. We're going to talk for probably like another 30 minutes, but just put it together and, and, uh, and make it happen. You know, um, my brother told me this, I talked to my brother, man, what, two months ago. And we had a conversation about all these business ideas and things. Right. And he, he feel the same way I do, you know, COVID, um, bred some, some hustlers, you know, this yeah. who, who's, yeah. who's educating themselves. I spent the last two years in, uh, in YouTube university, YouTube university. I paid for some mentorships, right? Me too. I mean, yeah, same. Some calls, man. I got notebooks full of just information and I've also made contacts with people. So, and, you know, you also ask that, like, where am I at, man? I'm at the point where I'm ready. I'm about to blast off. And, and Mark, and you know, what's so crazy. It's not even that hard. It's like people just don't want to do. People don't. People are mentally lazy, man. They don't want to do it. I don't think Hell. it's mentally lazy. I think, uh, and this is a whole other topic that we might want to discuss at a later date. You know, I, I hope I hope I can come back on. We can share this platform together again. Oh yeah. But I also created a school for my kids, man. Um, they are no longer in traditional school. They are homeschooled because. I truly believe that we are programmed and conditioned from young kids to get trapped into this. I gotta go to work every day. I gotta do things a certain way, or society is is you know is is gonna frown on me. And believe it or not, entrepreneurship is frowned on by by a lot of people, and they don't understand that the best thing in the world you can do is work for yourself, man. And they use this, especially in our community, that it's not safe, right? So working a job is safe. COVID COVID is an exact example. Think about how many people got laid off who didn't have another income source or, you know what I mean? Like, so, so how safe is it? You know what I mean? Like, and it's just a, it's just like a, excuse me, but it's like a slave mentality that has drug on for years and years and years just like you said with the school system everything has been structured to keep us in a box right Mm -hmm. so it's like once you get a taste of that information it's like once you got a taste of making you know money you hitting you know what i'm saying once you got that taste it's like okay wow this is possible and me and you we've had the experience of getting a taste you know what i mean and it's like okay now we just got to set up the systems right Systems and processes is what takes you to another. Systems, processes, and people, bro. You get those three down, Pat, you're good to go, man. And then the the best part is that you could push play 10 times, 11 times, 12 times. Yeah, so we back. We back. Um, So, yeah, we was talking about, you know, automations. We were starting to get into that. so, you know, Mark, you know, we're going to definitely have him back up here on this podcast as a guest. Um, and then we're going to dive deeper into the automation process. Right. Because we started you guys out today just talking about sales, understanding the basic principles. Sales is the basic foundation of a business without sales, without having a sales department. You don't make any money. Right. So. Now we're going to teach you how to not only be able to execute those sales, but to be able to build a system to, you know, have you on another level to automate. You know what I mean? So, yeah, Mark, we definitely going to dive into that um, next time. You got any any final last words for the people today? 
Uh, no, just super excited. So yeah, we appreciate y'all tuning in today to World of Freedom episode number seven. I have my man Mark Sands up here, man. So yeah, he definitely gonna come back. Y'all, we appreciate you for tuning in. Peace. Thanks for having me, man. Check well, most, me out. Most definitely, bro. Peace, bro.